0: Never seen a lame man walk, never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see, I promise you a change. Never seen a canceled bed, never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free, I promise you a change.
1: can you hear me now?
0: Church, can you hear me now? Ever seen a broken heart made whole? Ever seen an orphan find a home? Ever seen a weak find strength? I promise you, will change this thing the here have I seen a mystery have
2: seen- what's up everybody it's time it's time for the big c and bigger t podcast i'm your boy bigger t joined as usual by my man big c how you doing clint man i'm fantastic that's enough out of you okay now we have our we, hey look folks when things are going like they are up on the hill we need some experts to come in here and, and give us some solace, give us some understanding of what in the world's going on. And so we called our resident expert, and we got him on the podcast tonight. Bart Reed, how you doing, buddy?
3: Good. Travis Clint, how are y'all? Good to be back on.
2: Man, no. it's good Good to have you. wish it was under a better yeah. circumstance, better record anyway. For the yeah.
1: Dog. Yeah. But, uh, man
2: – some big news for you. You've joined the staff of Hog Sports. Kind of yeah, helping so, out there a little bit. Yep,
3: help. Yep, helping out and uh, getting to talk basketball Razorbacks, which I love. And so it's uh, it's a real good opportunity. And you know Trey Biddy and I went to school together, so it's uh, kind of expanding my career, I guess. Horizons, doing a little bit of writing, which I'm sure. Uh, is wearing on Trey a little bit because he's doing a lot of proofreading, but no, it's 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 good. And uh, again, it's unique time on the hill for the basketball team. So,
2: well, you know, Lots if he's looking, if he's content. looking for anybody, I mean, I, I was the assistant editor of the Panther Screen.
1: Okay, in high school. Fine job. Fine.
2: <laughs> we put out one uh, one <laughs> one newspaper a month. <laughs> oh, hey, my, pr- pr- my, proofreading's my hard. Yeah. my sports I know, articles, I mean, really you mess
4: mean. up and you post it out there, and it's like, man, Why did you catch that?
2: That's right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Why, why did yeah. you catch yeah. it? So, yeah, Trey Biddy is our arch rival. Um, we based <laughs> that on absolutely nothing. That's uh, the one to be like big time like yeah. Trey Biddy. Yeah. So,
2: we actually <laughs> reference him a lot on here, man, because uh. And I, and I'm a member, I've been a member of his site for a long time and yeah. And he's nice enough to, you know, when we have interviews, sometimes I'll go put a link on it and I, I checked with him before I ever did it. And he lets us advertise the podcast on there, you know, and yeah, no so people Crazy. can, you know, and
3: yeah.
2: And he, we know, of course, never give out insider information. You know, we don't want to go past the paywall.
3: Yeah. So if yep. there's
2: something that's on the paywall, we don't, we never share it on here. Uh, unless a lot of times – I'm not behind the – Well, then. a lot of times Trey shares a lot just through his sure.
1: podcast and stuff. So, yep,
3: yep.
2: I have a lot of respect for him and Danny West and all those guys, oh.
3: man. They, yeah, they do a great job.
4: They, well, they and during an awesome football job. season, you know, people make a point to get on there, like for nothing else on Drive Time Sports. And I catch myself yep. doing that. Like I yep. want to get on there for Trey Biddy's segment. Like, yeah. you
3: know, Yep. Like there's so much, this-
4: so much good information on there. And you can yeah. tell he gets annoyed with some of the callers, yeah. as do I. Um, that's why if I hosted Drive Time Sports, there'd be no callers. If there, well, be. I guarantee
2: you, Trey couldn't do a whole show of Drive Time. He, he couldn't. It, he not handle the callers that long.
3: It's tough because you get some people calling in super quick to the point, and then I think some would talk almost the whole show. So,
0: yeah, uh, and but
2: some some are captain obvious too, aren't they?
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now th- we do appreciate you coming on and we and folks too hey another place you know you got your your pure sweat advertise that real quick the pure, the Yep. so
3: pure sweat, so pure sweat ba- yep pure sweat basketball and so you can go to sweat.com and and find and and look me up I'm all over the place you know B- benton Bryant Sheridan uh Fayetteville so I travel all over the place but pure sweat basketball and you can find me on Twitter Facebook Instagram you got a
2: kid that wants to improve. Look, yeah. folks, oh. we're, we're living in a world today where high school coaches don't have, especially don't. in smaller schools, they don't have the time. They don't have the ability. Some Sometimes they're coaching stuff that, you know, they're just reading a few articles and getting some drills and getting out there and doing it. I mean, they're doing the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. If you want your kid to have a better chance to go to college and or just be better while they're in high school, man. That's right. Someone like Bart, that's what you need. Someone yeah. they can teach your kids some drills that they can take home and do for themselves and yep. continue to train with them. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I'm all about game focus. So, if you don't do it in a game, listen, I got love for everybody, but no balloons, no cones, no three balls with me. It's all what you do in a game is what we're going to do in work So, And people Damn. are starting younger and younger. And even the college coaches don't have time to do a lot of that stuff.
2: Well, and then now too, you can check out Bart on Hog Sports, folks. So if you're not a member of that, that's the best. To me, it's the best Razorback fan site there is. Um, I've I've tried some of the other ones. I paid for some of the other ones, and uh, but Trey and Danny and those guys, they yep. they they give the best. And uh, knowing Bart before and the information he's given us on here, that's going to continue you can continue to get the best information you can. So uh, yeah. anyway, there's our, they're not sponsoring us at all, but we want to, yep. we, we want uh, to uh, throw that out there. Cause we do have yep. a lot of respect for them. Yep. Well, uh, Clint. Yeah. We got our, I got a Holy yeah. Snikes moment. You got a Holy Snikes moment.
4: I got a story. I got to tell. Well, tell your story, man. Tell <laughs> your story. my story. So I went to coach the jiu-jitsu tournament this weekend. Um, got got a kid that, that's been doing jiu jitsu just for a short time um name name gage and he he he's learning but he's got a lot of heart kids got a lot of heart i, I can tell well, you. he's
2: got a good name for fighter gage yeah he does. gage I started I
1: calling him 12
4: that. gage at the tournament
2: oh, they're, oh the money 12 right gage. there go, go yeah. 12 gage get Top. the shirts printed start selling yeah. I mean, <laughs>
4: that's right so gage is down 19 to nothing in his match Ooh. Now, the most you can score on point in Jitsu is four points. So for you that don't know how scoring Jitsu, he's not coming back and winning on points.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: the guy has got his back. So he's in a terrible, terrible, terrible position. Mm-hmm. Terrible spot. And, and the guy's trying to choke him. But there's there's 30 seconds left in the match. And I'm like, Gage, I'm, I, as I'm helping coach, I'm yelling, Gage, you do not let him have that choke. The only thing you can – I'm like, you're going to make him go the distance just on pride alone. Do not get submitted. Defend the choke. 30 seconds of the match, down 19 to nothing. Gage goes, what you got? <laughs> like, what you got? Come on. Bring he it. said that? <laughs> he said it. And I fall over on the barricade. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like bro i'm like don't be talking don't be talking yeah but also, i was just uh, delighted inside it's
2: when the <laughs> other guy goes
4: scoreboard, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> scoreboard. Yeah. gage did win a match later in the day oh, Okay. Um, so I was, I was real proud of him um so i thought
2: you were gonna say you gave him some advice and he reversed it and won the match i thought he was you were gonna say he out. knocked him
4: out no, yeah, right, yeah. No, he, he, he <laughs> was in trouble guys uh <laughs> it wasn't no, <laughs> I mean, the only way he was getting out of that is if I came out there and punched the kid, and that would have probably got me arrested.
3: So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, now you so got as a coach, you got to work Go on trash talking.
3: Yeah. Well, so I got so jujitsu is that hand to hand and then feet on the ground? No, that's uh um, well?
4: that that's submission grappling. Okay. I know I've been okay. I, I'm a black belt. I've been doing it about fifteen years. Okay. I'm, I'm mediocre at it. Um, no. I've been doing it a long time, and I've I've competed all over the 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 country doing it.
3: Nice. So yeah, if I've you were going to train to learn that, what's a great what's a great spot? Because I'm I'm interested um, in that. So. Well,
4: I'm a, I'm I'm trained through Gravitas in Conway, Arkansas. Nice. Um, okay. I'm affiliated with um uh, we're affiliated with Living Defense Martial Arts, um out of Sherwood. Another, uh-huh. i mean it just depends on where i mean there's it used to be when i started and this just we're getting off on me here which i didn't mean to do when i got the basketball guru here uh-huh. but when i first started it was like there wasn't that many black belts in the in the state there's maybe five or six now on gravitas alone where i train there's six it is <sighs> the sports grown so like if you're in little rock yeah. west side mma that's where uh thug nasty trains out of and Sure would and, and then um uh, was revolution in Benton. I yeah, but there there's good gyms all over the place now. It's not like back in the day, and there's the and and everybody's got different styles that they like to do. So
1: yeah,
4: I just I'm a I'm an old guy and I like a chilled vibe and you know just kind of hang out with my guy my buddies, yeah.
1: And,
2: and yeah that's what I
4: like about gravitas, and that's kind of what nice. You know, so
3: yeah. I like it.
2: Well, um Back to our Holy Snikes moment. Oh, yeah, I'm that's, sorry. That's a great story, Clint. Great story.
3: Thank you. You're
2: welcome. Um, the University of Missouri, one of our Arkansas rivals, received an anonymous donation today. Anonymous. Okay. $62 million. Ugh. $50 million for upgrades to the stadium. Which Clint, hmm. you've been there. You said it needs it.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's a dump. Not, it's not. It's a dump in um, SEC terms, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And 12 million straight to the NIL collective.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, I, listen, I could tell you this, and this is, Travis, this isn't off the subject. It's on the subject, but, you know, Missouri's been hot after like honor botang terry uh, all my guys like missouri's nipping on the heels of course coach nutt is up there and you know coach miss peters and they have some ties their lead to me was we are not going to get beat on nil i mean just yeah, flat yeah. out and a lot of my guys are not thinking NILs to the push them over the top and that's not that's not the leading thing but i was just shocked how they very confidently came out and said we got in NIL, nil money yeah so, now,
4: now do you think the, these guys are most likely going to be one and dunce um nowadays you know like um like the guys like Nick Smiths and yeah guys like that do you think Nil is really a big deal to them
3: at all yes it's, it's really not or, it's a great question I, who's I, gonna get me ready for um yeah who's like, going to get them ready because they're not they're not short-sighted in that in, so, if you went to a place for NIL and you were one and done and you picked the wrong system because of short-term money you could make for a year, then you just messed yourself up for potentially 10 to 12 years of better money. So, mm-hmm. I would say that's third or fourth on the list, to be honest. It's always yeah, going to so be that's about that's probably a bigger system.
4: deal to, like, your transfer
2: guys.
3: Sure. And, and I think football as a whole because those guys have to stay there longer, I think, and yeah. that's, you know – you They're gonna to be draft there
2: three years like. at least. Yeah. Well, unless they transfer. That's right. So and and it, probably yeah. I'm guessing in basketball, especially just because of fewer players, there's probably not that big of a difference in the money that the, and I, I mean to enough enough to make uh, you no. to, to change your mind on what school you go to, to where the things you're talking about, the system, the yeah am I going to win games so I'm on TV so that scouts are going to be there to watch my games? Am I playing in a, in a conference to where that, you know, not only are scouts going to come see me, but they're going to be coming to see someone I'm playing. So they're going to get to see me that game. Yeah. Also, I, th- yeah. I think things like that would make a huge difference. Make a and huge I, difference. I think the money would be even. That's what I'm saying.
3: And you know what's surprising is so, – I won't say who, but I've got a couple of people I talk to on the Alabama staff quite frequently, and they the perception is Arkansas on the basketball side, that they NIL, that they're top of the food chain, that they – there's quite a bit of dollars there to the point where Alabama said, listen, we're not going after player X, Y, and Z because we can't compete with Arkansas with NIL. And I thought, really? Like I would have thought Alabama, of course – they're competing with the football well, budget, we, and, and so that I know it makes it tough. Yeah, but well, still. come on. If
4: Alabama won the national, Oates could win the national championship in basketball, yeah. and they'd be like, "That's cute." Do you know spring practice starts in two weeks? <laughs> I agree. I mean, you, I, I'm just saying, like,
1: yeah,
4: yeah like they, they'll be for they'll be with the basketball as long as they're good. But it's like still, it's gonna be like, yeah, that's cute um, for yeah. sure. But what if?
3: what if they do a third party like the edge, like Arkansas is doing? I don't know what the, the model is, but what if that's evenly dispersed, which I don't know if it's evenly dispersed. I'm just saying there's, I would, but the NIL has opened up so many question marks. I don't think anybody knows anything, what the landscape's nah. going to be and where it's going.
2: Yeah. Well, Bart, let's, let's talk about this team. Okay. Yep. Um,
4: do we have to talk about
2: well? Yeah, Bart we do. Bart's here. So really
4: Bart, we, we we all thought this was gonna be the team. And uh, well, sometimes you just gotta admit
3: we're wrong. Yeah, and the reasons that we're wrong is not what I thought, because a lot of people are saying they automatically default when you lose games to talent. And this team is not lacking in talent, guys. I, I'm I'm sorry. This is not uh, Mike Anderson's first year in the the two and whatever year under Pelfrey, there's real players on this roster and there's some next level talent on this roster. And I've said this, I think we get hung up on the individual accolades of what some one person can do in basketball. And we forget that basketball is a team sport. It's not tennis. Uh It's not golf. Chemistry matters. And if you look at this team, you don't look at any of the analytics and you're just watching the game. It never flows. The ball never moves on offense. Mm -hmm. We have these drastic five to seven-minute spurts on offense and defense where we can't make a shot, and then we can't stop teams from making a shot. Uh, But it's not a talent thing. Um, And that's what I think is so unique about this is they have the talent. It's just a pure chemistry thing, and now we're seeing there's locker room issues, which kind of makes sense and proves my point of what I've been saying now for a couple of months.
2: Well, and, and it's not only, like you said, I, you know, we we had you on at the beginning of the year, you know, before the year started. Yep. We talked about that this was a very talented team. I mean, you got some guys coming in. I mean, L. Ellis put up some great stats. Battles yep. put up some great stats where he was. Marks was on a great team and was a great player on a great team in Houston. Yep. Uh, all All these guys, I mean, the yep. middle field, all, I mean, all of them were quality players yep. and guys that you kept looking at their stats and they had the things that we would have said the team last year was missing. Yeah. they They higher percentage of three-point shooting, right? Yep. Great free throw shooting, high free throw numbers. So they got to the free throw line a lot. Yep. Great. Assist people, yeah. You know, you, you know they, so brought in
3: a pure point guard, Laden blocker, L. Ellis. Yep. yep, which we have not had in a while.
2: That's right. Yep. And so, and then we had Brazil still here. We had Devo Davis still here. Yep. You know, we had you know everybody talking about how Jalen Graham was having great practices,
3: freshman freshman of the year at the in the Pac twelve. I mean, Jalen Graham was freshman. Right, yeah, talent Talent. everywhere, yes,
1: yeah, and then
2: but like you said, when you watch them play, like you said, there's the offense doesn't seem to flow at all, at all, even you know. And and must has some isolation where one guy just comes down, dribbles a lot, and shoots. We've done that in the past, that that happens. You know, it's an NBA way of playing. And, you know, it's a he that's part of his offense at times. Yep. But even when you do that, there still needs to be a flow to it. It still needs to work within the flow of the offense. Yeah. And it looks disjointed. And then we're seeing lack of effort. Yes. We're seeing a guy like Brazil who used to step up and take on anybody that came in the lane. And
3: he's just
2: rubbernecking as they go by.
3: Yep. That, and Travis, that's what surprised me the most. I'll be honest; it's you don't see effort being an issue at the college level a ton. And mm-hmm. you know, some people uh, different come to me and say, "Well, nil, and they don't care." No, no, no. They do care because a lot of these guys are trying to get to the next level. And that's mm-hmm. if that's not the NBA, that's overseas. Mm. Most of this roster is going to try to go play professionally at some at some level to make money. Well, listen, there's a lot of things that players can explain. Lack of effort is not one of them. Right. Uh, it, it's just really hard to explain at any level. And so you, you don't see that a lot. You see it a lot in the NBA where coaches don't really X's and O's. They try to motivate talent. Mm. And you could tell that for whatever reason, this team just did not want to play hard. And I'm not talking about like a game here, five minutes here. I'd seem like consistently for seven games, we could play somewhat hard for a half, and then we shut down the second. That's why we're getting blown out of games. Uh, A lot of it is you get down by eight and you just roll over and quit. So that's the thing that surprises me the most.
4: Yeah, Yeah, you know, one of the things, one of the points I brought up, you know, when you have the tra- the transfer portals we do, you know, the perception is some of the kids got pushed out. Yeah. Uh, some of them got pushed out. I'm going to name Darian Ford, for example. Sure. Um, you know, Arkansas kid, you know. Yep. Want to be a Razorback his entire life. You think if you had, like, a kid like that from Arkansas who's a, who's a known leader, you think – do you think if Darian Ford was still on this team that you would see that lack of effort you do, or you think yeah. he could have been that vocal leader to bring it together?
3: I th- I don't know if he would have been the the vocal leader to bring it together right away as a freshman or sophomore, but I think he would have played hard. And certainly, let's say this: KK Robinson has transferred to UALR and is setting the world on fire. I mean, he's averaging sixteen mm-hmm. or seventeen. That's an effort guy. That's a two way guy. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that you can underestimate having a four, five-star, whatever, because KK and Darren Four are all ranked high enough. But certainly you can know guys that bring it every day in practice. That's why I said, how do you take Layden Blocker out? He's the one guy that consistently plays hard all the time. Well, every time that, he's in, he makes something happen.
4: And I think that's what's one of the frustrating things for a lot of the fans is is that, uh, is that like he keeps playing the same guys. It's like he has yeah. He hasn't been like, you know what? And, and a lot of people, everybody pines for Pinion because he's he's from yeah. Rome. And he's one of us. Yep. But, yep. you know, and by one of us, I mean an Arkansas kid. Um, yep. He, you know, and they, they, everybody's screaming for him to play more and he's still just like, it almost seems like like Mus isn't wanting to play him out of spot sometimes. Yeah. Um, because, well, because I do well, it, I'll be making them I'll guys feel so happy.
2: Um, I can see why. On the defensive side, why Pinion doesn't play? Some well, of, his, I mean, some honestly, of his, I've
4: checked. I've given up on this basketball team because they've already given up on themselves. So I haven't watched in months. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, some of some of his closeouts on defense and things like that, he's he's lacking on, yep. and struggles with. But going back to what you were saying about KK, Darian Ford, and I want to throw Barry Dunning in there. Yeah, O'Berry no. oh, yeah. hasn't okay. done
4: much at UAB. I've I, I checked up on him, you know. But, but he here, had... here's my thoughts, though.
2: But, you yeah. know, we were hearing good things about him in practice. Yeah. More know, other players were talking about him, you know, in interviews they would say that he was really showing up good in practice and things like that. But here's my point. Would you rather have some of these one-year transfer guys or would you rather have – especially going into next year right now. Or would you look forward to this team even more if you had those three guys in there going into their well KK would have been a little older but but still but, let's let's say Dunning and Ford going into their junior year they've been in the system for 2 years like you said this would have been a second year development for 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 those two guys. You know, know, they had their freshman year. They got to play a little bit. This year, they would have played a little more. But by the third year, man, it's their team, you know. Yep. It's their team. Here's your guys. Here's your core. Now bring in some portal guys. Bring in some, some, you know, five-star recruits or whatever else you're bringing in to put with them. And then you have a good nucleus for a team. You see what I'm saying?
3: Yes. Instead
2: of what you have right now, which is all, you know,
3: brand new guys. You You get attacked by a dog, Bart? Well, not anymore because I just put them out. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) No problem. But I'm always going to add on on the side, this is why we have parity in basketball, that mid-major teams can compete because they have system guys. Yep that are there two or three years. It's the whole premise of why power five teams have been caught up with. And in the NCAA tournament, you never know. So I would always err on keeping guys in a system, especially in college, you get them all this time. You could develop them and really on both ends. And you could also get them stronger and more physical. So I would hate my roster to turn over every single year. And I think that's a big part of the problem. Mm. And, Let's say rumors aside, Coach Musselman comes back. Here's the big question, because Coach Musselman told me flat out, his what he was going to stick to, two high school guys, transfer portal. That was all it's going to be, two high school. Now does that change? Does it become four to five high school guys that you can develop and then less transfer portal? I don't know. But certainly that, I think, is the argument now that you've got to make because, listen, this experiment didn't work out really well.
4: Well, you know, well, when, I mean, Calipari had a year like that where he had, you know, I mean, Calipari always has like one sure. of the top five recruiting classes in the country and he turns yeah. the roster over, but he was doing it with one and done instead of the portal. Um, I mean, they have a couple of role players for the most part. It was like, no, yeah. you got to go pro. I need, I got to have that raw. I got to have that scholarship from somebody else. Yeah. But and he had that one year where he's just like, I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with this team. Yeah. I, I wish I could figure it out. You know, he had, normally he's Sweet Sixteen making a run or getting beat by a team whose mascot's the Peacocks. But something, yep. like that. Was it sure.
2: Francis? Well, Santa to Santa me, Santa? to me, you got to have a healthy mix. Yeah, you you need some of those. You need some of those guys that you're developing. You got to have those guys that you're developing and that you're forming into. They're must on the court. You know what I mean. They're the guys that they're not coming in with a bunch of other coaches that have poured into them, and you're just trying to get them to play your system for a year or two while you got them. Yeah. They're guys that have been trained under you, which is, like I said, which is what Devo is, right?
3: Yeah, sure. And that's
2: what Devo is. Yep. He's a guy – He's he should be must on the court. Yep. But I, I was listening to uh, Chuck Barrett on their, their morning show they do Uh, We get it down here in in South Arkansas. And, you know, he was saying, look, he said, there's guys that are leaders off the court. There's guys that are leaders on the court. And he said, this team has some guys that are leaders off the court, but they're not much of leaders on the court. They're not the guys that say, let's lock arms and go to battle together. Yep, and you know he's a guy that's around him a lot more, so I, I trust him when he says that. You know, he said he said, and he said Devo. He said, look, Devo Davis is not the type that's necessarily the leader on the court all the time. Yeah, that you would want him to be. And he said he's just not wired that way, and that's okay. Not everybody has to be wired that way, yep. but you need some guys like that. Yep. And, and those are the guys that are usually developed under a coach for multiple years. You know, the, you know, we always, when we think of that guy, especially guys our age, we go to the Corey Beck. Yeah, sure. We go to Lee Mayberry. You
3: Absolutely. Know, they, were,
2: they were Nolan on the court. <laughs> okay. Yep. They weren't the only leaders on their team. There was other leaders on their team. You know, I mean, Corliss was a leader, but, yep. but those were the guys that you were like, when that coach needed something, he looked at them and they grabbed their teammates and said, let's, you know, let's go boys. Yep. Yep. And, and to me, that's what I think any coach in this system, I think has to get, I mean, look at, was it, I haven't looked exactly at the roster. If I remember right, UConn's roster had a mix like that. They had some guys that had been there for a while yeah some of them had even transferred in, but had been there for two or three years. you know, tra- yep. you know been there for a couple of years as transfers. They had some that were new transfers, and they won the national championship,
3: you know yep it, i'll I'll say this on that the thing that scares me a little bit about I, I think this specific team and and last year's team was that some of these players are actually getting worse
1: mm-hmm.
3: while they're there. They're they're degressing instead of improving. A good point. And so Nick Smith was a prime example. When I'm talking to Nick Smith Sr., about, I'm noticing footwork that he has down in his bag that he regressed and was not doing. Some of the reason he was struggling a little bit on defense at times. And so that gets to be a point where because of the requirements on the court, is Coach Musselman spending too much time and going team strategy, team strategy, because kind of as we're talking about chemistry, it's still an individualized game. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think you watch teams like Baylor and UConn, their Mm -hmm. players, and even Kansas, their players get better every single year. They get Mm -hmm. better. And so even though Coach Musselman's put out a lot of NBA talent, I don't think they've gotten a lot better while they've been on campus. I'm just being honest.
4: And I, it's crazy, you know, I'd never thought about this before, but you remember there was a while there that Musselman couldn't keep an assistant coach. Perhaps. And, and, and you know, and Musselman's a great yep. strategist. If You give Musselman a week to prepare for a game. Yep. He's probably going to win that game. Sure. Every now and then, like they'll run like UConn was just, they ran into the steamroller last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, UConn obviously was going to beat anybody that played against them. They blew everybody out to the national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, I mean, has he just done a poor job hiring? Because like, you know, a, a great leader told me, hire to your weaknesses. Sure. Hire to your weaknesses. Well, if, you're, if you're a master strategist, then you know your team needs skills and drills.
1: Yeah.
3: You
4: know. You know, has he not done a good enough good enough job? Maybe is, is this be something we may see an assistant thrown under the bus? And well,
3: um, yeah, we'll see, Clint. This is now this is interesting because at drive time last week, somebody called and said, "Hey, Art, what do you think about the assistant coaches? Are they are they capable?" And I said, "Well, I don't know this group, but I know this: we have lost some really great assists. Corey Williams was a great assistant coach." Clay Moser was a great assistant coach. So in a, in a case like Corey Williams took a pay cut, $125,000 pay cut to go to Texas Tech. Like, is that a red flag? That was a guy that I talked to a ton where he comes in wanting to know the lay of the landscape. Well, he's building relationships with all these recruits. So when you lose that, it's not just a coach on the court.
1: Mm-hmm. You're losing
3: an extension of what the brand is to the high school players everywhere because all these guys talk. So I think while we have, you know, Ronnie Brewer, he's smart. I just it's not that they're not qualified. I'm just saying I think it's been a struggle probably for Coach Musselmans and a lot of these guys that are type A like that. Chris Beards had trouble keeping assistance. Um but I think that's been a problem, certainly. And and I think that's why morale is low and that's why you're getting really poor effort at times. I'm just being
1: honest.
3: It's easy
4: to have good morale when you're winning, sure, and it's easy to have bad morale when it's not going well, Uh, sure. But,
2: but well, something we were talking about before we started the podcast is Muscleman with his, you know, he has his highs and he has his lows emotionally.
3: Yep, and usually guys
2: like that are hard. The people that work with them need to be very understanding and very. It's 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 not easy. You get you yep. gotta tread lightly at times, yeah. Because when they get upset, it, you never know what's gonna. You know, oh yeah. He, he wears it on his sleeves when he's upset. We talked about his press conferences yeah. after a loss. You know, he's like a kid that just got <laughs> caught doing <laughs> yeah. something. You know, and he's you know, I mean, yeah. he always to his credit, he says the right things. He never says anything wrong. Yeah, but. You just his mannerisms, the way he acts, you know. Yeah. And well,
4: I'd love to play Eric Musselman in poker. I don't I don't think he'd be very good. Oh, yeah, no, he he would. Sure
2: would. Uh, yeah. he he sure got would. he got pocket aces, he'd be written all over his face. <laughs> That's
3: so, right. He'd be like, oh, look like the <laughs> <cat> that
1: <ate laughs> the canary. But
3: guys, <laughs> it was morale low when we were losing when the first SEC game is Auburn? Because we rolled over. And, and that what yeah. I'm saying is things were not bad then. You're right. You you have seen stretches where this team has just not come out and competed. If we're saying that morale's not low, they have gone through stretches and they have just not competed. The SEC is shooting 40% from the three-point line against Arkansas this year. It's the worst mark in the league, 40%. So think about that. That was a stalwart of Coach Musselman's defense, is defending the three-point line. Yeah. since he's been at arkansas they're worst in the league his closeouts to the you we are talking about joseph and i don't disagree that joseph doesn't have some deficiencies but i could say this the whole team for a stretch was deficient in closeouts yeah. and especially just defensive motor but that goes to i think just a lot effort again focus effort and focus no i i know i agree with you 100
2: 110 hey i just uh i got a message that um this is not confirmed. This is from a buddy. I'm not sure where he got it, but it's saying that uh, Mus is allowed Devo back. Okay, Devo's back with the team. So, uh, well, uh, that like, like I said, I, I'm sure he's getting it from Twitter or or X or whatever.
3: Well, um, I think like that's that. a, I think that's a, let's say it. I think that's a great thing. Um, could to speak on the Devo topic, I. And this was asked, if the university is not saying anything and Devo's not saying anything, I think it's not irresponsible for us to speculate on rumors and innuendos. I just, my stance has been everybody has issues that they have to deal with. And whether it's family, whatever, so a lot of that stuff, these are kids. And these issues sometimes, they, they ha- those things have to be fixed before they can step foot on the court. This is not the first time players across the country have taken a leave of absence. And if Arkansas is willing to wait and say for Devo, who's been a very little Razorback for a very long time in a era where people don't stay for more than a year, I think that that says enough. And so I, I think it would be a great thing if Devo came back because I think he is off the court, the leader, de facto leader of this team. Mm
1: hmm
2: yeah it's um it's tough, you know because the tough part is he's he's done it he's taken a yes. lead middle of the season two years in a row, true at difficult times to take a lead
3: yep yep
2: um and so and and like I said, rumors aside. I don't know the guy personally. I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what he's facing. And it could be, and and I'm sure it's a very legitimate reason. I'm sure yeah, it is. Apparently it is. I'm, from,
4: it, it was confirmed on Eric Musselman's radio show today. Okay. I'm going
2: on, I'm on to trust that it's a legitimate reason.
4: You know, it's breaking news to us right now, but by the time we put this out, everybody's gonna be like, Yeah, we already knew that.
3: Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah.
4: Like, 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 yeah, that's old news.
3: But still, we're we're one of the first to talk about it. So, yeah. Well,
4: yeah, we're talking about it. We're talking about it on podcasts. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, but it's
2: uh, I just um I mean I see where the frustration is with fans because it has happened twice. Yep. I could see where it would be frustrating if I was a teammate. Um
4: but here's you know, the thing: we don't know what we don't. None of us know what's going on. Yeah. And here, yeah, it, it's easy for fans to complain. But if it wasn't the best thing for the team,
1: mm-hmm. I
4: don't think Musselman would have him back. And if and if it's hurt anything, yep. if it's hurt anyone, more. I mean, we can gripe about it. Fans, if it hurt anyone, it's hurt Devo.
3: Absolutely. Because here,
4: here's what's gonna Absolutely. happen: if I'm an NBA scout, I look at that.
1: Amen. If I'm an yep.
4: overseas scout for Greece oh, or whatever, right. I'm yeah. looking at that. No one has been hurt by this more than Devo, and just because we're fans, don't, I mean, yeah, we like to piss and moan about things, but Devo's yeah. been hurt by this more than anybody else. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, I, and that's why I think it's worth taking a pause until Devo gets back, and he'll have to answer these questions when he comes back, but you're right, it hurts him for future earnings, and like, because this, this guy was going to play if Cause his defense would have put him in a position to make a run at a free agent contract. I don't think he gets drafted by any means, but uh, that's this certainly could follow him around. And so if it's warranted enough for him to step away and coach Musselman allows him to step away and come back, you would assume it's certainly a legitimate reason, even though yeah. it is twice and it, the optics of it just don't look great.
2: Oh, I mean, he, you're you're exactly right. I mean, I doubt he gets drafted either, but, you Know he's a taller, maybe yeah. a little more athletic, Patrick Beverly.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: He could go that route, you know. Yep. And, um, and so I, I think NBA teams would give him a look. Um, certainly, so you're, give him you're a look. right. And Clinton, great point! Great point. Mm-hmm. He's the one that gets hurt. And, and second to that, the team. Yep. And if they're willing to take him back and Musselman's going to do what's best for the team and for Devo, you know? And so we just have to trust that, you know, it is the right thing. And and as Bart said, and so, uh, you know, look, the guy has given us, he's been here his whole college career. You know, he didn't, he didn't up and leave. He's not, you know, there's no sign he's going to up and leave. If he leaves, it's going to be for, they go get paid to play yep. more than likely. Yeah. But that's overseas or whatever it is, G League or whatever. So Yep. Yeah, we just got to support them and you know, but right now they're in a they're in a bad hole, you know, 11-11 overall, 2 and 7 in conference. You
3: know, um and and the SEC is brutal, guys. So mm-hmm. we got nine teams in last year. Was it 8 or 9? It,
4: it, was up nah. there. Not sure it was
3: not. So it was a record. Let's say that. I don't think they get nine in. I think they probably get eight. But the mm-hmm. league might be actually better this year because Kentucky's mm-hmm. better. And it, usually when Kentucky's better, the league's better as a whole. So a lot of these teams that Arkansas is losing to, it's yes, we're playing really bad in stretches, but it's the quality of competition is really, really good. And certainly there's no rest for the weary. So if you come out and you're not playing hundred percent effort, you can get blown out of the gym in a hurry. Because mm-hmm. we've got NBA level athletes, NBA level talent, and some of the best coaches in the country. So there's no holes. There's no mm-hmm. there's no free nights. There's no free lunch in this league right. anymore. And so they're gonna teams are gonna make you pay. And I think Georgia's up next. So yeah. Arkansas Arkansas better be ready.
4: We already lost we lost at Georgia, didn't we?
1: Yep,
3: I
4: believe sure so. Did. Now, now there's a lot of rumors out there. So, and I don't want to get into the, 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 the bad ones, but one of the, one of the, one of the rumors is that Muss is frustrated. Yeah, and uh, part of him being frustrated is, you know, he he he's 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 looking at Minnesota. He's looking at this and that. Should
3: hog fans be worried? Oh, I've, and I'm doubling down on this. Speaking of poker, there, I, there's no reason to think just because Eric Musselman is losing basketball games. And i he absolutely is frustrated that he's leaving. Uh, because if you, I think just pure looking at it, if you go from Arkansas to Minnesota, that's a step backwards. Mm. And, Coach Musselman does not strike me as a guy that likes to take steps backwards, yeah. or even laterally on his resume. There's a couple of jobs that I would consider maybe better than Arkansas, uh, but he's built up certainly a brand here, and he's built up a reputation for getting top players. I don't think that's that's not going to change because of one year. No, um, and I
4: agree with you. And, and even if everybody, even if some of the rumors are true, and it gets bad up there, and everybody transfers. Muslim is gonna to put together a good team just out of the transfer
3: portal. Absolutely. Alone. The, the, now, see, Travis, we talked about NIL. And so NIL does change. I think the overall, I think, happiness of the job. And mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are so focused on winning. There's not a lot of happy, happy times, even when you are winning. But I think mm-hmm. that's added an element of let's say that for lack of a better word, control mm-hmm. that. Coach Musselman, Coach, all the top guys like to have that level of control as much as possible. So I think that's entered into the equation. And also, because I'm just being honest, man, these kids now, they're just different. Mm -hmm. And you have an environment, a guy could be an all SEC performer, averaging a double-double, and he's at risk to be to go out the door. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And that's that stuff makes the job extremely difficult so I always felt like coach Muslim if he left it would be to go back to the NBA because that eliminates a lot of that stuff
2: and and that's and we and Bart you and I talked about it earlier but you know we're seeing that some with it with football you know we saw Boston College's head coach yep. I think he's now the offensive coordinator for the Packers you know he left you know a, a good I mean Boston College isn't you know juggernaut but i mean they're they that's a that's a good job i mean that's a yeah. that's a good but and one of the reasons he left was he was tired of the nil stuff yeah i think we saw nick saban retire at the time he did i think he he might have stayed around a couple more years i agree to dealing with the nil stuff
3: i agree i think you could getting, tell
2: it wears he him out. out, you know. And yeah, Clint's we old NIL coach... the
4: transfer portal. I mean, we had Coach Mullins on here, and he's talking about how he got, he has all these friends that are college coaches, and they're absolutely miserable.
2: Yep.
1: He it's said every sport. one of them.
2: He said all across, you know, he knows he has people that all across levels of college football. None of them are happy yep. with the transfer portal and NIL, the way yep. it's being ran right now. And the way the rules with no rules, the way it is. And so if I was muscleman, I would look, I would think about it. Yeah. And like you said, you know, and the stuff you're dealing with, with these kids, now you've thrown something where they're all of a sudden getting more money than most of them have ever seen. And they're not being guided through that like they should be, probably. Yeah. You know, they're not, you know, I mean, the NFL has worked hard and the NBA has worked hard in training their rookies on how to deal with, now you got all this money, this is what your life needs to look like. Well, as far as I know, that's not happening very well with these kids with NIL. Yep and it may yep. not be as big of a jump as NBA first round money or NFL first round money, but for a kid that's got nothing. Heck
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: And all of a sudden they're getting $200,000.
3: It's crazy.
2: A kid that's grown up. Let's just say, let's just say a kid that's grown up on welfare yeah. or a parent that's working at a factory job that's, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And yep. all of a sudden they got, all their expenses are paid and then someone else is paying them two, $300,000 to play a college sport, man, yeah. you're going to do, I wouldn't have been ready to deal with that at 18, 19 years
3: old. No. It, and just the, dr- dr- just the dramatic change of the landscape of what we're seeing. So when my first year at UNLR, we were, I had to take NCAA ethics because we were on probation because they handed Christmas cards out with a hundred dollar bill to 12 of the players. And we're talking about 200,000 it. And so, but to that point, if you factor in NIL trying to win basketball games and get recruits into your program as being the main stressors, does that stress get more if you go from Arkansas to Minnesota? Because I say it does, it's way harder to get all three. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I don't see coach Musselman going anywhere except a couple of jobs. That fall into a very tight cat or the NBA. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, I remember because Trey Day all day, every day from uh, Power 92, he's been a guest of the program. He talked about, he's good friends with Chris Beard. Yeah. Because, you know, Trey Day's always out there at the at the Little Rock games. Uh, sure. But he said, you know, Beard, when he went to because look, if I can't do it here, I can't do it. Yeah. And it, it, it was the same thing, I think, in Arkansas. I mean, Bud Walton's a palace. The practice facility. I and mean, he's not gonna have better facilities pretty much anywhere yeah. else he goes for basketball. And but I, I mean I can see, you know, the frustration up there with this season and with some of the rumors. Yeah. It's been on. rough. Yeah. It's I
1: mean, rough. it's
4: just whether they're true or not, you know, he 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 he's not addressing them and which I don't blame him because it's not his story to tell, but it's gotta be a frustrating experience. Yeah,
3: yeah it is, yep. 'Cause he's underperformed. It NCAA tournament tops. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's 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 the acme that we measure everyone to this team underperformed last year. We finished tenth in the league last year, guys. Yeah. With what, the best players we've ever had, quote unquote yeah. at the so star this star
2: wise, is, yeah.
3: Yeah. So this has been a well say a problem, but I think they've he's had trouble getting players to I think collectively compete throughout the season, whether it's because of injury or whatever. Uh, Mm. But you know, this was a little bit of a red flag. If you really pay close attention, you could see it in the regulars in the SEC conference play last year.
1: Mm.
2: Well, Bart, getting close, ma'am, to the end of the podcast. But here's how I want to end it. Okay. Seasons. We're wrapping up. Yep. Just for this team, for this team to look forward to next year. We got a lot of fans that are like Clint was talking about. They're tuning out. Yep. Okay. It's and know, I'm like, I'm not gonna turn the game on. Like I'm yeah. not gonna go out of my way yeah. to watch
4: it. I'll check the scores on ESPN. It's yeah. just the way it is the rest of the year.
2: It's just kind it's just kind of got to that point. what would you you like to see for the rest of the season what do you expect to see out of this team the rest of the season
3: yeah so great question so somebody asked you know is in i in and the experts i don't I don't know if Coach Musselman would accept an NIT bid, honestly, even if they were offered it to him. Uh, some coaches haven't seen. So I would like to see them protect home court. I would like to see them walk into Bud Walton and say, our back's against the wall. This is a place where we're not losing. I don't care who mm-hmm. we're playing. We're not losing any more games. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they could hover around, because there are winnable games left on the schedule. Um, so I think, you know, if you're fin- trying to finish 500, I, just, I think that's almost unrealistic. What I would be paying more attention to the wins and losses is just consistent effort on the court. And so mm-hmm. I think a line has to be drawn. It's time to stop getting blown out. I can, I can see losses. This team should not be getting blown out at LSU by 25 points. I'm sorry. Shouldn't mm-hmm. happen. So I think they need to protect home court keep their energy up. But I, I would say this, every game needs to be close within eight to 10 points, certainly for about 80% what's left of the year.
4: I mean, but this team's got so much, I mean, this team's got so much talent. I mean, it, yeah. it just does. I mean, we we all know that this is his team. I think Eric Melsman thought I had the talent to get him over the top. Yep. yep. Any chance that it just snaps
3: together? And all
4: of a sudden, a, it, just,
1: it just,
3: for some reason, it just clicks. So, I thought, you know, when Devo went out, there was energy that came up. And in the Kentucky game, you could see the energy level was high. Um, you know, it would have to be a Nolan-Joe Johnson team where they win in the tournament, um, where it would all click. Mm-hmm. And certainly, is it possible some teams are resting? Yes. Do they have the talent to do it? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. They need some drastic drastic defensive adjustments. And that's not just defending the three-point line, that's stopping layups, guys, stopping the ball in transition. Are you kidding me? Like you have to get back. First of all, they're blaming uh the people the fours, Mitchell and those guys for not getting back. I'm like, guards have to stop the ball in transition mm-hmm. first of all. Uh but so there's a lot of things that have to be fixed, but they do have the talent. I think it's if he can get his rotation right, uh, but that's easier said than done because we talked about Joseph. I think mm-hmm. coaches always go back to what they're comfortable with, not who mm-hmm. is the best player, comfortability. Yeah. And he seems yeah. to be comfortable with guys that are not getting it done, and I think that's another big problem that has to change. Yeah, I, 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 I agree you, with
2: what you all said. Um, the only thing I would add to it is I want to see some development Yeah, and opportunities for development. Yeah. And that goes into what you were just talking about of who plays. Yep. Laden yep. blocker needs to be heavy minutes. Yep. Because he's he needs to have every chance. He's the point guard next year. Yep. He's the guy you hand the ball to. He's your guy you develop to be muscle on the court in the future. So he needs to have lots of minutes and needs to have an opportunity to develop on the court.
0: I believe. Yep. And so we, I think any other yep. guys
2: that you think are going to be around next year. I can't remember where everybody's at as far as what they have eligibility as far as the transfers yep. go. I know a lot of them don't have much uh left, but they you know, I think you got to see some of those guys have opportunities, opportunities to develop and then when they're out there see them develop. See
3: them develop. these last yep. few games.
4: 100 percent you know, I'm you know, Bart, I'm a father, you're a father. And Travis has helped raise a gajillion kids through being a youth pastor. The yep. one thing I always I, to, I told my wife about about the kids, I'm like, look, if you don't give them a chance to prove to you that they're not gonna screw up, yeah, you gotta give them a chance to screw up before yep. they can prove to you they won't. And some of these That's guys right. need a chance to show you they're not gonna screw it up because the guys you're trusting not to screw it up are screwing it up.
3: They're screwing it up. And if you're <laughs> yeah. not gonna if you're not going to trust them, why'd you bring them in? hundred percent,
4: hundred percent. And I and you know it's it's pretty late in the year, and I think it's time to see it's, it's what some of these young guns got that you're not necessarily playing with. Not yeah. Been playing and I, you know, and I think, I agree with you 100%. Blocker needs his minutes. I, I assume I don't know. I haven't been watching, but I see the box score. He ain't getting many minutes.
3: Up the minutes. See what happens. Yeah. And I'll say this in closing, they upped the rule quietly in January from four to six coaches on the court. Mm-hmm. And this is why there's no skill development guys in college is because of that rule, the, 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 the 25, 20-hour 20 rule, and then four coaches on the court. They upped it to six. If I was Coach Musselman, I would be hiring two skill development guys instead of graduate assistants running the skill development workouts because the University of Arkansas has plenty of money. And so let's divert some of that money and get some of these players better because players stay for development. And mm-hmm. it's proven over time. And so that's another big piece that I think uh, Arkansas is not doing.
4: A hundred percent. And that, to I come mean, back
2: to a point that you said, look at the way some of these guys are developing. You know, like well, I mean, and I and look, they're gonna get better, hopefully get better in the NBA. Look! Look at some of the things some of these guys are developing in the NBA that they didn't have, they wasn't developing in college. Yeah, you know, we've had yep. some, You know, I mean, Jordan Washington. I know he's gone. You know, he's had his ups and downs. We're seeing some things out of him we wasn't seeing in his, his uh, one year at Arkansas.
3: Absolutely, because most of the staff in the NBA people don't. Realize, they got skill development guys that specialize in dribbling, shooting, post moves. Like mm-hmm. that's how. And that's where they spend most of their time. Yeah. And so take yeah. a little bit of the, from that and take it to Arkansas. Well,
2: Barton, man, we appreciate you so much coming on here. Guys, I love it, man.
3: I you love it. No,
2: no,
4: thank great. you. You brought up so many points I hate even talk about with with the skill development and all that. Um, man, it was it was it was great to have you on.
3: Yeah, always
4: always a enjoy you having it on, but but this time it's my
3: favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, let's do it again. Yeah. Well, will, make for a sure. run. Yeah. And, hey, uh, no, don't take me to no, holler
4: at me. I once again, me. look up. I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once again, look up Bart on uh, Pure Sweat. Uh, give the yep. website again, Pure Sweat.
3: Yep, PureSweat.com. com. And uh, yep. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, the Bart Reed. And you're uh,
2: located in Sheridan, but you do. In some Sheridan,
3: work. but I go, I go all over. You do a lot of uh, training.
2: And what's that place at, in Bitten? Summer, Summerwood, that brand new
3: facility is so nice. And, uh, you know, it's really one of the top notch facilities, like NBA level facilities. So.
2: And also, don't forget to check him out on Hog Sports. Okay. We'll give them a plug too. And yep. if you don't have a membership there, it's worth it. It's worth yep. getting a membership there for sure. So, uh, folks, like and share this podcast. With your friends, with your loved ones, with the enemies, comment on it. what do you th- what do you think about what we said? Do you, do you agree? Disagree? Uh, are you glad Devo's back? Are you mad Devo's back? Uh, let's not get into the you know the National Enquirer stuff. We don't want to get all into that. But but what you know what what do you think about? It? Is Musk going to be here? Is he going to stay around? Let us know. You can check us out on Facebook twitter instagram all the all the places uh you can listen to podcasts on apple spotify and then of course on the youtubes thanks again bart appreciate you thanks
3: guys y'all have Clint. a good one
2: as always you're the man no you're the man and bart's the man <laughs> bart's the man yep. we're all no, we're, one,
4: we're all the men slack. Work, filthy, dirt,
0: harvest, hurt, Kingdom come sweat,
1: work,
0: Filthy, Dirt Harvest, Hurt Kingdom come, listen. listen, that's why I swear when I work, my hands get fixed. My head to pray um, Mama told me if I don't um, Ain't nothing gonna the change um, These prayers breaking up hard drive right um, So I can so receive And afraid of no ex pain Lord knows I gotta follow his lead That's why I swear When I work my hands get filled And down in this dirt won't see no more in your kingdom come Oh, I swear When I work My hands get dizzy down and this dirt Won't say no harder Till I work Crying in your kingdom come Some beating down so hard I can barely breathe Hard to sing a joyful song The words got me on my knees a gentle breeze blows by. Pick me up right on time. Listen. Now I know the Lord is near. Walking can I my son? If I swear when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt.